Welcome to Fucking Candyland, hosted by Rampage and Gemini. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Candyland. We miss you all. It is almost the summer solstice and there is so much energy around life force and creation. I feel like, you know, the days are getting longer. We're about to hit the peak of the longest day and it's just a beautiful energy. Dude, I feel like my bedtime is like thrown off a little bit with how long it stays, like no shade to it, but it just stays light so long that you know, before you would get your hustle on in a little bit shorter hours. And then now I'm like, should I be doing things until 10 o'clock or should I be sitting here at seven o'clock and getting ready for bed? <laughs> I mean, I've been resting. I don't want that angle. I've been resting a little bit differently because I just feel like because the days are longer, I'm taking a little bit slower morning because I am getting so much stuff done like in the evenings or whatever and I do feel like when I look at the clock and it's like 906 and the sun is just going down like that's crazy that is, yeah it's fucking wild um your background looks so cute I'm inside my closet I want to talk about what happened to you this weekend oh my god bitch okay so it's so much to tell you so um, we went on our trip to, I didn't say where we were going. Let me open the door for my cat. <laughs> Gotta open the door to let the pussy walk in. I'm not editing that out either. Buck wild. Going buck wild. Um, so I didn't say where we were going ahead of time because I didn't want people being like, you know, creepy. Um, we went to Pendleton, Oregon. And when you look up Pendleton, it says that it's like a nice town. It's like a rodeo town, yada, yada. We went there and it is crackhead fucking village, first of all. And like, I'm talking like crackhead central everywhere you go all over the place so anyways um we get there and the daytime this house was super beautiful the airbnb was so pretty it was so nice it was a gem in the middle of crack city basically so the first night we literally it sounded like there were skinwalkers outside it sounded like, like i'm not even bullshitting you we were doing our witches circle and stuff i'm doing a reading i get done with the the reading that i have for one of the girls and they're like did you not hear the legitimate crime scene that was happening while you were reading and i'm like no i was channeling like i didn't hear jack shit apparently while i was doing the reading all of them were hearing this woman like wailing outside and like crying, like screaming, like wailing outside. And so I finished the reading. They're all looking at the window, out the windows. There's nobody there. And they're like, what the fuck? And then all of a sudden I'm like, Tanya goes, I'm going to open up. My assistant goes, I'm going to open up the door and check it out. 
And I was like, no, dude, it's dark outside. That's some skinwalker type shit. And so we're sitting there and there were not, there were curtains up in this house, but they were like sheer white curtains. So when you have the lights on inside, everybody can see you inside, but you can't see anybody outside. So we turn off lights and we're like, okay, at least now we can see outside. And the wailing, like, it's the weirdest, it's the weirdest, like, moaning cry. And so they're going around closing windows, and the girls are listening, and it sounds, it doesn't sound like English, but it doesn't sound like another language. Like, it just sounds like it doesn't make any sense, and that somebody should be there right at the window. Tanya goes, absolutely not. I don't like this. I'm turning the TV off. I do not subscribe. She closes the window. We never hear it again. And so the first night we're like, okay, seems like some ghost activity, some weird shit, but like whatever, we all sleep. Then yesterday we're interviewing for the podcast all day. It's four girls. And then, um, this man, Joe, and he's, um, you know, 63 year old, he's like a grown man. And so we go on a walk because right behind the house is this river with like a walking trail. And so we're like, we're going to go smoke a joint. So we go to go walk. We are not gone from our house five minutes. We're standing there to light this joint. And this guy walks up and he's like, you guys have a cigarette? And I'm like, no, none of us smoke. And then he takes turns asking each of us, do you have a cigarette? Do you have a cigarette? So I'm getting annoyed. And I'm like, we don't smoke. And my sister-in-law, she's not with us because she's on the phone. Her back is turned to us and she's kind of pacing um, and facing the other way. And he goes, what about her? Does she have a cigarette? And I said, she doesn't smoke. And he goes, well, I'm going to ask her anyways. And I said, she's on a phone call and she doesn't smoke. And he turns around and goes, I don't give a fuck. And I'm like, what did you just say? And so then the man, Joe takes this guy off to the side. I tell Amanda to come and join us. I don't know what Joe says to him, but he's so nice. The guy ends up walking away. We see that he goes and he walks and he meets up with some other dude that was sitting there watching us and hiding from a bus station. Like when you like, you know, when you're going to go on the bus, they have like, I don't know, like a bus box when you're waiting. And um, so he goes and talks to that dude. And then we notice that on our right, there's a guy who is also staring at us and he's like walking towards us. Joe joins us again after making sure that that crackhead went into his bus box. Looks at this guy. The guy sees Joe, turns around, starts walking in the opposite direction, but keeps turning around and looking at us. And so we're like, we're super uncomfortable. We're going to walk home. And we notice that while we're walking home, the... um. The guy and his friend who had asked about the cigarettes, they're walking in unison with us, but on the other side of the road. And so I'm like, you guys, we just need to like walk in circles or whatever, because I'm not going to show them like where we're staying. Like we just need to like keep walking. So we keep walking. We notice that they're stopping and like turning around and trying to see like where we're going, basically. So we see them walk far enough down the road and their backs are to us. So we go into the Airbnb and I was like, okay, well, at this point, I even said out loud, I said, at this point, even if they saw us go into a house, they can't tell what house it is from here. We're inside the living room. Three minutes later, my assistant goes, that dude's outside of the fucking house putting a mask on right now. And the what? dude, 
Yes. So they had been walking. And I mean, like they were far away, like with their backs to us. Um, when we went into the house, this guy is in front of our fucking house, pulling a black mask over his face and starts like, like fucking picking up his like walking pace and tries to break into the house next door. And, um, Tanya, cause all we see is him put his mask on kind of like hustle around the side of the house. So Tanya goes to close the kitchen window that she had opened while she was cooking and notices this guy trying to get in the house next door. The sound of the window closing must have scared him because he stops what he's doing, grabs the neighbor's bags of cans and runs. And the whole thing fucking creeped us out. And like, we're all in 100% agreement that he was trying to get into our house. Like he thought we were staying there but we were staying at the the house next door. And so we're like, we are not fucking with that. All of us, like, we're so uncomfortable. We're like, we're not staying here tonight. Um, the girl that we were interviewing, she's like, you guys are wonderful. I really love you. It's been great. I'm leaving. Um, so, so why did you meet at this place precisely? Is that where that girl lives? We met there because where Joe and Kristen, which is who we're interviewing, are in Washington, it's six hours away. So Pendleton was a three-hour point for all of us. So it was right in the middle. And so my assistant, my sister-in-law and I drove out and met them there. And originally, we were going to get a hotel. And then I was like, interviewing at a hotel, like, that's not going to be comfortable. I want to be able to go outside and touch grass. I want to be able to have a place to, like, make food and not be eating, like, fast food because nobody wants to be eating fucking fast food while they're you know in a fucking hotel with one bathroom I don't want to have the shits with three girls so this is like the Airbnb toxic chain because I talked about my trip to Detroit which was life-threatening and was just if anyone would have saw us that same thing would have happened that's why I was so scared to go in and out of that Airbnb in Detroit yeah. Because it was the same thing, because I didn't realize that the guy who rented us the Airbnb lied about the location, and we were literally in the middle of Crackville, and, you know, two white kids, like, we talked about this before, so, yes, I think those guys were sexual predators, really. I, I do. I'm so glad you said that because I, when we were driving home, I was like, I don't know if you guys understand, but, like, I legit feel like that was a total sex trafficking fucking setup. I think it was more of like ransom. You know what I mean? Like you all looked out of place. They knew you weren't from there. They've never seen you. And yeah. they frequent the area. It would be like, you know, someone who walks up and down and begs for change on the same area all the time sees people. And then you all are just walking down the street. And it sounds like that's not a place that you walk down the street. And so in Louisville, they've tried to spice up downtown Louisville, which is like, the same situation that you're talking about like we have a higher crime rate than Chicago and so it's crazy because they've built this place called Nulu which is like 
N-U-L-U, like new Louisville. It's like whatever. And it's the same thing. Like people come in from out of town. They get these little bougie Airbnbs that are kind of like industrial buildings or these old shotgun houses that people have renovated beautifully because they bought the house for $12,000 or they bought the house for $20,000. Kind of like that guy in Detroit tried to do, but didn't renovate it like that. These people mm -hmm. in Louisville really have put in that money where it says like when you look on Zillow, like this house is worth 300 k now. Which it is, but like, is the area safe for four tourist women to just walk down the street and look lost and confused? No, probably not. Right. You know what I mean? So I feel like the vibe you all were giving off was lost and confused or kind of just in awe or looking around and exploring like you've never been there before. And they were like, that's to our advantage and they're by themselves. Well, and we were, we were walking because it was so like, I even got a picture like the rivers on the right, there's this beautiful paved trail, other people are walking. And we're in Oregon. So we're like, we can smoke a joint in public. So we'll just stop at this bench right here and smoke. And yeah, our, our, he just came out of nowhere. And we we're just like, what the actual fuck? It was, it was super weird. And I'm so grateful that we had Joe with us because he really I don't know what he said to that guy but the guy like gave him his first name and like shook his hand and walked off and it was I don't know dude it was, that was the same wild. guy who came back later yeah so the timeline was you all were out hanging out and this guy saw you all and was asking for a cigarette then you left because you felt weird and were walking and he kind of followed y'all yeah, so where we were, um, so we are, this trail is behind the houses that we're at. It's a raised trail behind the houses. And what they did is they walked in front of the houses and on the opposite side of the road. So we would be walking in parallel and they would be able to see us from between the houses. But we could see them looking at us too while we were walking. And so we just kept walking and then like looped around and like went down the block a little bit. Um, so yeah, they were like definitely parallel following us. And then we waited for them to walk down the road and have their backs to us and be far down and then like booked it into the house. But they obviously saw, Oh, they went inside the house, but they got the wrong house. So, so the Airbnb lady, cause I caught, cause I messaged the Airbnb lady. And I'm like, we're leaving, like, what the fuck? And I'm thinking she has ring cameras, so she can see that homie put on a black mask and was running in front of her house and went around the side and all that. So she's like, okay, I'll look at my ring camera. And she goes, I hope this hasn't ruined Pendleton for you. You know, we're really big for the rodeo. And so she then she starts telling me about the rodeo and the rodeo schedule and all the days that the rodeo goes and it's Sunday to Wednesday or whatever. And I cut her off and was like, Paula, I will not be coming back here. Hold on. Let and me, tell let me tell the rodeo is going to be big, buffy, meaty men with their wives that these motherfuckers ain't never going to fuck with. So if it's big for the rodeo, it's because that's a man's man who's packing a gun on the side of his fucking hip that shows up. So that's why these fuckers saw you all and you were straight target. Cause it sounds like it's just men and, and fucking bulls around there. Little do they know that these women that came are from Idaho and are packing. Like we, it's not like we were, we're, my thing was, 
I wasn't scared in the aspect of like, I'm so scared for my safety because I can't defend myself. When we were leaving, I was like, I'm so annoyed that we're leaving because I'm not fucking scared of a crackhead. It was more of like, I'm also not going to sit inside of a house where I feel like a target and be in a situation where something wild does happen. We have to shoot a fucking crackhead and we're in Oregon where you're not even supposed to be having guns. And then having to explain that, like, we could have removed ourselves from the situation, but we decided to stay and then we had to shoot somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking weird. That's fucking weird. And I'm telling you, there's something weird with Airbnbs. And after I, like, have been through all the things I went through, I just don't know about Airbnbs unless they're literally like an expensive airbnb that you can just tell is going to be so fire i can't go to these little podunk areas and they're like yep come on in come on down i feel like this is two strikes to my husband like this is two trips that i've gone on back to back without him where something wild has happened that and is I going. Think at this point he's like you're not fucking going on a trip without me at this point, I need us to go on a trip, just us three. Fuck everyone else. <laughs> oh, and Jackie can go. <laughs> and Jack, no, for real. Like, I'm about to be that girl that's like, sorry, can't go without my husband. <laughs> Honestly, I love that because obviously the spirit is showing you something. Clearly, I'm like, I I hear the lesson. I hear the lesson. The first time is like, what the fuck? The second time is like, okay, I'm listening to you, baby Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I think that before we get into cancer season and you get into your feels that you need to evaluate that you need to focus on your own self right now. No more trips, no more meetups, no more pop-ups, unless you come to Kentucky and I'll protect you. <laughs> And I'll protect you. I'm really blown away that these people like followed you and were ballsy enough to try to break in to a house. Oh, and then they were that guy was so fun. Like when he was talking, like you could just tell that like he was so on drugs. Dis- yeah, but like yes, on drugs, but also like not just on drugs and being like tweaked out but also just so disassociated from his soul. Does that make sense? Like, you know how you can look at somebody and you're just like, you have no, you're not in touch with your soul at all. Like there's a disconnect between your human body and who you are. I've been looking a lot and I took a lot of psychology courses because I minored in psychology in college um, about like Maslow's hierarchy. And like, if your physical needs are not met, then you can't like get your emotional needs and all these other things met. Like you have to have like these physical needs and clearly like it sounds like, you know, people who are on the street by choice or by force, you know what I mean? Like some people choose the streets, you know what I mean? Some people choose things, but at the same time, if like their own needs are not met, they don't give a fuck about anyone else's needs. You know what I mean? Like they're not worried about about who they hurt to get their needs fulfilled. Right. So that sucks and that's scary, but I definitely have learned that little small towns that have cute cheap airbnbs have them for a reason it's because whoever owns that house payment is like 600 dollars a month and they rent that to you for 350 for two nights or whatever you know and you paid their house payment her house i will say though and i even told her this like her house itself 
was so fucking cute. She had that bathroom stocked with whatever we would need. I think that she owns some kind of a, um, like cattle or sheep business or something. I think it's like some kind of Swiss thing because she had Switzerland cheddar cheese in the fridge that was the same brand as all of the bathroom items that were in the bathroom, like shampoo, conditioner, hand soaps, lotions, all that. And you know how people do product display and it totally shows like the name of their product, like everything was turned so that you could see the name of this thing or this product. And it was, the house itself was so fucking cute. Like if there weren't any crackheads, it would have been fabulous. Well, I am just glad that you're safe because that sounds scary as fuck. And trust me when I say I am not built for that shit because I will shoot somebody. <laughs> I didn't even tell you the best part. We hear a fucking noise um, after all this happens and we're packing up. We hear a noise. My assistant, Tanya, grabs a knife out of the kitchen and she goes, I'm going to go outside and I'm going to be acting crazy for a minute. And I like just don't judge just say good we're like okay she puts sunglasses on this girl goes outside with this long fucking silver knife and she is walking back and forth in front of our fucking house she walks in the road she's looking down she walks the block because she was like if someone's watching us or whatever i want them to know like i'm i'm fucking ready she looked like Chucky's bride out there with her colored orange hair and her black sunglasses <laughs> ready to fucking slice somebody in the middle of the road. And I was like, I have never been happier. Okay, so obviously you found a great assistant, a perfect assistant. Um, next order of business is what the fuck is going to happen for your third girl's trip? <laughs> You know what I mean? They say third time's a charm, so I'm just wondering who's gonna be there. Ooh, I, you know, I don't crazy. know. You know, it's crazy. I feel like still those people like had no concept of like what they were about to <laughs> fuck around and find out. <laughs> there were yeah, there was no fucking concept. I I didn't think about it till just now. The fact that when that lady looks at her ring camera, she's going to see Tanya walking outside <laughs> with this fucking neck. Yes. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. She made us. Okay. I have to tell you, Um, I thought about our Utah trip while I was doing this trip because <laughs> my assistant Tanya was the, I'm talking like she, we woke up in the morning. She had coffee and waffles made. We're interviewing. She's making snack trays and feeding us. We're doing dinner and she's making like these, like she's cooking for everybody and serving their plates and like setting us up or whatever. And it took me a minute to like receive that, you know? And she would be like, stop fucking trying to help me. Like I'm here for a reason. I'm here to help you and like, make sure you're good. And I was having such a hard time with that. And then I realized like, Oh no, that, and she was like, I like doing it. I'm like, what the fuck? And then I thought about our Utah trip and was like, no, I genuinely liked doing that and like doing that for you guys. And then I started thinking about homegirl talking shit about you receiving, getting things made for you and whatever. And then I thought, how would I feel if I was in the situation where like now someone's doing something for me and I'm receiving and then someone's talking shit about it. 
And I, it just added a little more level of like, that was really fucked up when <laughs> I would, you know what I mean? Well, oh girl was on one and I don't know what her deal was, but the fact that she was upset that me and you were bonding and having a good time when she went out of her way to plan this surprise and do a lot of extra work that honestly, kudos to her, but like, you know, she didn't have to do all that. Like that wasn't like, you know, her responsibility, I guess. And I just feel like it's wild to me how people will do something and it's almost for clout or likeness, but that's not their true spirit. Like, you know what I mean? Like me, I like to give presents and I don't respect, I don't need or expect anything period. Yeah. Like people on my Patreon, like get one year presents and stuff like that. Like I love sending little packages to people. And you know that we've talked about that before. I feel like my package to you inspired your witchy boxes to the world. You're like, like I sent you that massive box. I started that thing was like 10 pounds and it had all kinds of stuff in it whenever we first like way before the podcast. But um, you know, I like doing that. I like saving little boxes for people and building them up and like making people feel special. I did that to for my dad on Father's Day and he was hype. He was loving it. And you know, I just like making people feel special and that's just in my spirit. But some people don't, that's not in their spirit. So when they do it, it's like they're jealous or they're also resentful of you. Like, you know, they may have like done all this, but at the end of the day, like that's not really their true character. They feel envious now that you're enjoying it or receiving it, or you, or maybe you need to give them more credit or you need to give them more attention or you need to give them more whatever the fuck. So like, that's the problem with the world is a lot of people just do stuff because they want other people to know they've done it or they want clout or something like that. Like, oh my God, I bought this person, homeless person, or, you know, people who share dumb stuff like that. Like that's humiliating for that homeless person, Loki. Like, <laughs> so like you doing that for clout, you know, like recording a video, like here's a burger, fucking burger, you know, like if you said, here's a Ferrari, yes, record it. A burger? No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, let's look at it here. But I don't know. People just do shit. And I felt like that girl did all that. And then whenever it all came together, she was just jealous that it wasn't for her. That actually makes sense now that you say that because people totally, like, if you think about it from her point of view, her doing the surprise, it probably wasn't, oh my God, I'm doing a surprise to bring my friends together. It was probably a... They're going to love me so much because I put the effort in to do this and then wanting all of the, you know, recognition and attention for, oh my God, can't believe you organized this. And, you know, all of us are like, how do we all pitch in so that it's an equal exchange and not somebody feeling like they're doing everything and, you know. Yeah. And after she did all that, then you were like more than willing to like cook and do all the things. Like we all literally went to the grocery, you all, and the total was two, two, two even. And I will never forget that because it was $55 a person. And it was just like the most random thing or 55, 55 or something like that. But moral of the story is it was just like really interesting that that happened like that. And everyone was trying to play their part, but then people were like, oh my God, this isn't good enough or whatever. And I just don't like that energy. It's like, yeah, she put a lot together, but then when we got there and she was like, I got it, I got it. I was like, no, I'm sending you gas money right now. Like, no, I'm going to Venmo you. Like, I hate when people say they got it and then later hold that over your head. So no one ever, for me, if I'm there, I'm putting in my portion. Even if other people don't give gas money, I'm going to. Like, I'm not going to like, 
just because everybody else doesn't give any, I'm going to give you 60. No, I'm still going to give you like 15, but for my portion, it's 15. If everybody in the car gave 15, it would be 60, right? You know, like I just know how things even out and I always play my part. So I don't know what the fuck that bitch was mad about or what bitches be mad about. Cause it's like, you have to be bothered to bother people who don't bother you or to just start drama with people that are supposed to be your friends or compete, 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 compete the favorite word. Like, I don't get it, but like we see when people are copying, we see when people take what we're doing and put a spin on it and try to twist it and turn it a different way. Like, I don't know. I don't get it because that's not my intention and I don't move like that. So it's kind of like, you know, I don't know. People are fucking wild. I'll say that this, the trip with the girls though, I loved it. Like there was, it was the total same vibe as when you, me and Jackie were just with ourselves where it's just cohesive. You're just doing your thing. You're all bringing something different to the table. It's just so nice. And it feels so good to go on, to go on that trip where like our only problem is crackheads. Like the only problem, the only disturbance in the area is outside of the home. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that was good. That was good at least, but you know, I mean, that was dangerous. <laughs> that was dangerous. That escalated quickly. That escalated quickly. You know, honestly, oh, that sounds like a place you probably need to keep a pack of cigs on you. And then when the crackhead asks for one, you give them three. And then they're like, thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I really don't even think that he wanted cigarettes. I really think that he was trying to be fucking weird and have conversation and trying. For some reason, I feel like he wanted us to stay at the spot that we were at and like have conversation with us. And I think that's why the other guy was looking over at us and was like walking closer and whatever. Like, I felt like they wanted us to be at the location that we were at. Which is super fucking odd. Well, clearly that's a rodeo town and they don't see a lot of pretty women walking around chilling living their best life so you better watch yourself I don't feel like we look like the most like inviting group either like it's not like they're like oh my gosh those very quiet blend in women are gonna be the perfect target like we're all fucking loud brightly dressed like what do you want (laughs) (laughs) we don't fucking like you we don't don't fucking like you can't sit with friends sir we're witches i don't know that's really fucking crazy and you know what's even better for it is that it would happen and you came home early so we could record the podcast talk about it i did oh my god i have a new dog a new dog what's name uh her name well we're between two names right now right now um brian named her lula l-u-l-a but we're kind of really loving the name lilu from fifth element lilu multi-pass um so not really 100 sure so she's a lula or a lilu well welcome to the family she's a finding dogs She's a Australian Shepherd and a Border Collie mix, we think. And she was absolutely just dropped off, middle of nowhere, showed up at my father-in-law's house at 1 a.m. whimpering. Um, she's little. She has to be like six to eight months. Um, her tail is doxxed, so they they 
cut her tail. They didn't chip her or anything like that. She's the sweetest little girl, but she was totally dumped. Poor baby. People are cruel, but karma is crazy and shit happens. And also, you kept telling me that the dog chose me, so maybe the dog chose you. She wants me to be her girlfriend because she doesn't hump anybody else but me. And when I try to walk away from her, she just whimpers and screams. So she thinks that Brian says he thinks it's because I'm on my period and dogs love that shit. But that would mean that she's a lesbian dog, which go her. I love that for her. I don't want to be fucked. <laughs> well, that's your new baby. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that's, yeah, just keep your little keep, keep your, your little stuff to you to yourself, girlfriend. Yeah, don't hunt me. Well, maybe they just I don't know. Who knows? You never know what, what people goes through people's minds when they leave their dog, you know. I mean, I know that if you leave your dog in the middle of fucking nowhere, you're a piece of shit. Yeah, but sometimes, like, maybe, like, someone died and then their kid did it. Or, you know what I mean? Or someone else did it. Like, how could you do that? Yeah, I know. Like, sometimes it's not even the owner, though. It's, like, someone else that gets control of the dog, right? Like, so. Well, I hope someone drops them off in the middle of nowhere when their owner dies, when their dad dies. Fuck. Hope you get dropped off. Ooh, it's a hot, hot place for people like that. It's a hot place. She's <laughs> a hot it's some hot little bill chicken up in here. It's a hot place for people who do that. You know, I'm excited that we are um, here recording because summer solstice is happening. And I'm just like loving the creation energy. I feel so creative right now. And how are you feeling? You've been recording for your new podcast and doing all kinds of stuff been recording for the new yeah I feel creative but I feel like um taking the rest of the month of June off for business and like picking back up bookings in July is the best fucking idea because yes I feel creative but I feel like I'm creative for building out the podcast space that we're going to be moving into and putting creativity into that instead of putting it into other things right now I think that like focusing my energy on setting up my life so that I'm not stressed out when life continues is important. There you go. You got to take time for you. That's the most important thing. I love taking time for me. I'm loving my class right now. Last night was amazing. And um, next week we start the tarot cards and it's going to be really exciting because we built the foundation and I love how many people have been sending me their homework and like their understandings of the cards that don't know them. And they're like 75% right all the time. Like, like they really do get it. You know what I mean? And that's what like is really cool about them sending me their homework because I can kind of like hype them up, you know, like, yeah, I like that's totally on point with exactly the meaning, you know? Yeah, you get to be everybody's hype man. I'm excited um, for getting into the cards with your class. I was also hyping your class up while I was gone. And the girls were really excited to sit in on last night's class, but we were evading tweakers, so we did not attend. Um, 
I forgot you asked me that. I forgot about that. I was wondering why you weren't there, but I just thought, oh, she's busy with her friends and doing her thing. So I didn't even think anything about it early. I was driving home uh, last minute, packing up. Um, no, I was talking about your class and I was talking about how I think that it's so important that you started off your class discussing ethics and that I loved your example of doing a reading because you were literally doing a reading and pulling cards last week during class and doing a whole reading, but you, you did it so effortlessly inside of the class. And then afterwards you're like, and that was a reading and showed people like how effortlessly you can do the reading. It doesn't have to be some, like, you're not sitting there and going Whitney, I know that your grandmother died when you were four years old and that it was a very traumatic experience. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I hate, those. I hate when people do that. That is so ghetto in the spiritual community when people are like, instantly go to your trauma, instantly try to trigger wounds and build some type of trauma bond with you. So many practitioners, that's how they sell you shit. That's how they sell mm -hmm. you stuff. That's why like people don't get it because they're so wrapped up in their shadow and their trauma. They don't understand their shadow. So they can't transmute it. They can't incorporate it. They can't love it because these people have them bonded with these limited belief systems as well as their family as well as their friends reinforcing this the type of people that they hang out with the places they go all reinforce these belief systems and that's why people are fucking trapped that's why people are in the cage because the cage is imaginary and you're going in there willingly like no one is forcing you to be oblivious to your own bullshit you know what I mean like no one's forcing you to go on about your day and do it whatever the fuck <laughs> we support cage-free spirituality like cage -free. yeah just get out of the cage and just be open-minded and explore a little bit explore the possibilities because there's so much out there that like I never dreamed that I would be doing what I'm doing right now like it's not like when yeah. I was seven I'm like oh my gosh I'm gonna be this and I'm gonna be that like you know when I was seven I wanted to be a marine biologist I wanted it to go learn about the ocean, which I still do. That's amazing. But obviously, um, it takes a very long time to do all that. So it's not really a practical thing. So I, I opted out of marine biology, but sound amazing. Opted out. Um, one of the girls who does mentorship with me uh, has her degree to do marine biology, but it's so difficult to find a job inside of that field. Whatever you just did to your phone changed your sound. Can you hear me now? Yeah, but it was better. I don't know what you did. Talk. Huh? Mic check, mic check. Yeah, it changed your volume too. I don't know. Okay, that's good. All right. Yeah, marine biology would have been difficult though. You got your own little microphone. Look at Gemini. She's a rock star, y'all. She's got technical equipment. I had to use the technical equipment for our trip. These mics, let me tell you, these mics are like, I think they're $30 or something like that on Amazon. And they're two of these clip-on mics. And then there's a little 
part that you plug into your phone and it instantly connects, works. You don't have to use Bluetooth. You don't have to use nothing. It's fucking dope. And it picks up people 23 feet away from you. So you can interview other people while you just have a mic clipped to you and it picks them up. Wow. That's beautiful. That's it is. Cool. No, that sounds awesome. It looks, it looks uh, universal right there. I see it. I didn't see it at first, but yeah, right there on the toddies, <laughs> right there by the toddies. So Gemini and me are taking the month of July off and then really expanding our full moon circle this mm-hmm. month's full moon circle, because it is going to be during cancer season and is during summer as we move into summer, the first full moon of summer, really the first full moon of summer. It's going to be epic. And we are really, really excited for just bringing to life a vision that really is that healing and that community and that transformation and that elevation that we speak of so often and giving the people who listen a chance to be in live reality with us and to really see who we are in real life. You know what I mean? We've talked about it before, how people will act completely different in text message or on the phone or whatever than they do on the internet or just in general, but Zoom with people that inspire you in a community sense can be really healing because you're in your own space. You can still kind of be in your comfort zone. You don't got to get in your car or go anywhere crazy to be a part of something that's really transformative. And I think that's something to just really keep in mind is like, are you making excuses or are you investing in yourself? Because if you invest in yourself, that money, that currency, that energy exchange, like that's going to come back to you. But if you're afraid to be self-aware of how you're limiting your experience, then you will always be limited. Yeah. And also if you have people who want to have limited perspectives and they don't ever want to grow or look at things outside of the box or expand, then I feel like you can always feel like you're wrong for your growth journey and feel like your um, your growth and your evolution is like out of place or you're doing something that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk a lot about like surrounding yourself with people who support you. But I think that even if people don't understand what you're doing, if you just surround yourself with people who are focused on their own grind and their own journey and just support you doing your own thing you will feel more inspired than out of place. Yeah, exactly. Because it's only the people who are staying stagnant and the people who don't have anything going on and the people who are doing the same six months over and over and over again are the ones that don't want to see you change. Because the moment Mm -hmm. that you elevate, the moment that you grow, the moment that you transform, you will not be able to tolerate the BS. You will not be able to tolerate lower vibrational conversations of gossip, of drama, of competition, of just chatter is what I like to call it. The mental chatter that people share among each other at like a bar or a restaurant irks me. (laughs) It irks me. Like, I don't like it. You can always tell when people are at the bar projecting, like when you're at like a bar and grill and you're eating, you can always see that drunk motherfucker that's projecting onto everyone. Uh, And they're always like wrapping their arm around people and just doing goofy shit. Not the arm wrap. It always is the arm wrap. It's somebody. And you know what I love about that is these people will do it to strangers. They'll do it to anyone that'll listen. And that's what's so toxic about 
certain environments is because you can get sucked into someone's bullshit and not even realize it. We've all been that person. I mean, I'm not perfect. I'm sure sometimes I've told someone something they're like, why this bitch tell me this? You know what I mean? But like at the same time, I feel like some people don't even realize any of the signs in their own life. And so that's why you're going to outgrow those type of people. If you're looking for the magic or you're looking for elevation or you're looking for transformation, people are going to start irking you <laughs> and not in like a negative way where you don't like them, but it's just like, I, you can't tolerate that type of energy. It's going to bother you. Sometimes it can make you physically ill. It can give you a headache. It can make you tired. It can make you grumpy. You know what I mean? Like we've all probably lived with someone in our life that made us feel that way. That was because of their energy. Yeah. Don't be having grumpy fucking energy around you or energy too that like, God, like I refuse to put myself inside of situations where I feel energetically depleted anymore. If I hang out with you and I feel exhausted being inside of your presence because I am just like, what the fuck? Or I walk away around the corner and I'm rolling my eyes because I'm just like, again, I won't hang out with you. I will not spend time with you because I refuse to be inside of situations where I'm annoyed to be there. Good point. And I love that because that's really true because a lot of us are committed to our own internal conflict. Like we're committed to our own drama and we still surround us ourselves with people like oh it's our cousin or I went to third grade with them or I've known them my whole life and whatever and also that's all toxic like that's all trauma bond energy that's all limited energy and people project trauma bonds onto everyone and everything and you just have to be careful but you know I feel like if you have the energy for other people then you should first and foremost be giving it to yourself like that should just be like the underlying factor like you're giving that energy to yourself before you're giving it to just people especially people on the internet people you don't know why do you care about what they think or why do you care about what people do you know the moment that I stop caring about stuff is like the moment that normally it literally happens it's really crazy so trying to detach myself I'm trying to live in my own world because it's a magical place whenever you're looking for magic. I love magical places. I love magic. I love, like, I feel like I love the, I don't know, like good vibrations right now. Like <laughs> I, I like hanging out talking. And when we do this and I just feel like there's a recharge that happens and I like never being annoyed with our shit. I know. I really do love you. And I'm, I'm never, I'm never annoyed by that. I'm um, really proud of you. And I'm, I'm just so happy you're safe from the crazy. <laughs> I'm so happy to bust a cap and a crack it. I'm just, I'm just really glad that, that like, whatever. I don't know. It's just crazy. We need to name this episode Crackheads and Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I love it here. I am gonna miss you whenever we don't record. Um, but we may drop a bonus episode in July if we're feeling frisky and we have the full moon power circle. It is the first Friday in July, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Is the full it's moon? Like yeah, I'm gonna look. The full moon falls on a um holiday on 4th of July so it is on actually it's on Thursday Thursday July 6th at 9 p.m 
Eastern Standard Time. Be there or be square. We love you all. And, yeah. And I was going to say, and a reminder that um, you can sign up for the full moon circle. We always have it linked in the description, wherever you listen to the podcast. It's on Paige's website for you to sign up. If you are on our Patreons, we have tiers on our Patreon that have access to the full moon circle. Plus you also get so many different benefits. So look at our um, Patreons to find out what tiers those are available on access. I love the kitty cat. And then my cat came up to christen this episode with his graceful seductive eyes. He's resting. Polly and I share a son. <laughs> We're co-parents. <laughs> Yo, I literally love this podcast. I love Gemini. I love this community that we're building. And we can't wait to see you at the Full Moon Circle on July 6th. And we can't wait to see you next week for our season finale of season two. This entire lollipop. We love you all. Bye.